Hey, everybody, and welcome to the FYI podcast where we talk about faith, life, adulting, relationships, finances, and so much more. I'm Micah Keneally. I'm Josiah Keneally. We're your hosts. Hey, listen, from the bottom of our hearts, thanks for viewing this on YouTube, streaming it wherever you do, and sharing this message with other people, your friends, your small groups, your communities, your young adult ministries. This is about equipping you, uh, answering your questions, which thank you. There's just always a steady, steady stream Mm -hmm. of questions in our Instagram DMs at FYI podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, We get emails often at www.fyi-podcast.com. And we're always ready for more questions. And hey, Tell them about the weekend, May 12th through 14th. Hey, if you are available May 12th through the 14th, we are rallying 18 to 30 year old, 30 year old, 18 to 30. This is 18 to 30, right? Yes. Yes. Not young adults. Young adults between the ages of 18 and 30. I finally got it. And we are meeting in Lake Geneva where Alexandria, we are going Minnesota. to have so much fun. And there's going to be worship. There's going to be breakout sessions. There's going to be bonfires fun games, main sessions, and just an opportunity to grow in your faith. So if you are overwhelmed with the everyday Mm -hmm. life of buzzing, ringing, dinging, decision-making, hey, we want to take some of those things off your plate for a good two and a half days and just say, hey, come and join us. If you're 18 to 30, join us May 12th through the 14th, where you will hopefully experience something that you've been praying for, searching for, wanting more insight on. And we would love to meet you, greet you, answer any questions that maybe you have for this podcast, get them recorded in person. Yes. And the reason why we do this podcast is not only to answer your questions, but to help you end your week strong on a Friday and start your weekend even stronger. So start your summer off right at the weekend. Join us, hundreds of other young adults. We'll see you there. Yes. And uh, here's the other thing is we'll unpack today's question. You can send in your questions Mm -hmm. weekly. Um, You can catch us at live events like the weekend and others. But today's question comes and it it says how to talk about sex and identity to younger siblings um, who are starting to ask questions and make decisions. I love it. That's a heavy topic. It is. And here's kind of our, our framework of we we don't just want to teach our opinions or share our hot takes or our ideas. We mm-hmm. are not going to also though back down from tough topics. We're going to tackle mm-hmm. tough topics. Um, we we don't need to be afraid mm-hmm. of hard questions or uncomfortable conversations because of the grace of God that He's mm-hmm. shown us. He's given us His Word mm-hmm. that Psalm one nineteen is going to be the verse of the day, which says, "Your Word." is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my path. I think of, it goes on to say, how can a young person keep their way pure living in accordance with the word of good. God? That's so good. That's so good. So what we want to do is lean into this question. We want to decrease your fear of these questions that might be coming your way as an older sibling, maybe you're a parent even listening, or yep. you have a cousin or somebody in your life who is wrestling with these, maybe even a roommate. I don't know, but God does. And so we want to decrease that fear of leaning into a, a hard topic for some. We want to increase your curiosity. What does the word of God say? How do we actively live a pure and holy life? How do we answer questions and point people to truth when the world is saying one thing and the Bible is saying another? Like, how do we manage that tension and wrestle those elements down? And Josiah, I think you just do a great job at just like 
just dismantling, like just the fear of leaning into this, because I think so many times you're like, oh my gosh, plug your ears, la la la. No, we don't want to do that. So Josiah, you come at it with such grace and such Mm. poise when it comes to unpacking these elements. Can you just share with us, like for somebody who's just maybe asking about sex and identity, one thing to always keep in mind in any of these conversations, one, what is age appropriate? Yep. And two, what have they already been exposed to? Exactly. Whether that is something they haven't, should not be seen on TV. Is it something they've encountered? Unfortunately, in the classroom, on the way to school, is it a word? Is it an action? Like all those different things are to take into account before we start like blurting out what these things are is to be sensitive to the fact of like, okay, is this child six or are they 14? Like, Being mindful of who's asking the question and Mm -hmm. what they've been exposed to. And when you lean in, I would say even starting off with, hey, whatever question they're asking, well, I've learned this tactic. Well, what do you think about this? So as the adult asking, okay, well, what have you seen? What have you heard about fill in the blank? So that just helps you really ask better questions and come at it from an angle that is going to hopefully point them to the word of God. Yes. Point them to truth. Yes. But also correct anything that needs to be corrected in that process. If that makes any sense. Yeah. And thanks for saying that too. Thanks for saying that. uh, I I think that for me, tackling tough topics um, is important. It matters Mm -hmm. to me. Mm -hmm. Um, I again, come back to God's word, God's word, God's word. Not what do I think? Not what do you think? Not what do other people think? Not what's culture or the trends or the trending topics. It's like, you know, we have the source of truth. I do believe that scripture is our guide for life and is absolute truth. Um, When we don't tackle tough topics, we lose our individual credibility. Mm-hmm. We lose our voice of influence and we lose and ultimately become irrelevant. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a place where a lot of the church finds itself today mm-hmm. is an avoidance of tough topics. And so mm-hmm. when we do seek God's word, his way, his will, I think what's at stake is we actually serve a generation in answering the questions that they're ultimately asking. Yeah. Because um, I'm passionate about it. And so my four-part framework mm-hmm. that we've adopted, mm-hmm. and, and this would apply to, I know this question that uh, the listener sent in was how to talk about sex and identity to younger siblings who are starting to ask questions. The four-part framework that I'm going to share, it would help with politics. Mm-hmm. It would help with how to navigate a race, ten- racial tensions mm-hmm. that exist in our world today. It is a four-part framework that really for any and every topic, this is how I approach it, whether it's with you, Mm -hmm. with um, a a message, whether it's a podcast, whether it's a sermon, whether it's a one-on-one mentoring, opening our home on Thursday nights as a small group Mm -hmm. for young adults. Like this is how I approach the text. Mm -hmm. This is how I approach tough topics. And it's just, it's, um, this is how I teach leaders, Mm -hmm. church leaders, um, pastors, how to have these conversations. And before I do, I'll just say that to know our role is key. 
mm-hmm. that we are not the savior. Mm-hmm. We aren't trying to necessarily um, convince people or win an argument. I see it so many times where we, we win an argument and we lose a friendship mm-hmm. to me. That's a net negative. Yeah. Like, okay, you were theologically accurate and your heart was wrong and people are hurt in the process. And I view that as a negative. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that also parents have the key role we see it in scripture that mm-hmm. it's the role of a parent to be the spiritual leader of their home. So as a sibling, it's not your job to pastor. It's not your job to parent. So can you come alongside them as a guide? Mm -hmm. I love this quote from Tim Elmore. I use it all the time. Gen Z, and this is just be every generation. People aren't looking for sages from stages Mm -hmm. as experts. They're looking for guides from the side. So I found my role. I'm going to double down Mm -hmm. on the spiritual. I'm going to look at the faith prayer, godly community, God's word, those things, the theological, spiritual approach based on Jesus and his word. Mm -hmm. So um, that's going to be my role is a caregiver as a guide from the side. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and then the four part framework looks like this. Number one is care. Number two is sensitivity. Number three is stick with scripture. And number four is be a lifelong learner. I'll unpack what I mean just a little Mm -hmm. bit. Feel free to interject. No, I'm listening. You're good. The first is care. So when, when I don't care that I'm right, Mm -hmm. I don't need to be seen saying something. I do think I have something to say because it comes from God's word, but I care more about the person that I'm sitting with. Quick example, mental health. Mm -hmm. I care about people's mental well-being, their Mm -hmm. emotions. Mm -hmm. Why? Um, it's personal for me. It's not a category. I've had my own uh, bout with tension headaches mm-hmm. and, and navigated negative thinking. Mm-hmm. So a positive mindset, like that's something that one of the greatest proofs and convinces me that God is real is how he transformed the way I think. Mm-hmm. So mental health though, it is immensely a big deal. Um, I think it's 66, two thirds of of young adults would say that they don't have a caring adult in their life. Mm -hmm. So why is point number one care is because they got to know, I love what Reggie Dab says, nobody's going to care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm -hmm. So whether it's mental health, racial tensions, politics, other tough topics, Young adults want to talk about sex or kids, want, siblings, family, you know, and, and so, but do they know how much you care? I think that's where mm-hmm. it all starts. And I would say that if you have a sibling or somebody younger or coming alongside you asking these hard questions that we're unpacking today with um, sex and identity, know that they already trust you. Mm-hmm. So they're letting you into a part of their life, a part of their struggle, their concern, their curiosity, wherever they're at, like they're letting you in on the story. So know that when you respond or however you respond to these questions, it needs to become, needs to come from a caring heart. And also just say, thank you so much for letting me in and asking this hard question because you feel safe with me. You feel comfortable Mm -hmm. with me. You're coming to me because you trust me and I want to show that person that I care about them, but also know that this conversation might just need to stay between the two of us, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, know that I'm not going to go out and blab to the entire world, but to know that this is a safe place to process and come and ask questions in the process of answering this question. And there's going to be a referral back to mom and dad. 
hundred percent. There's going to yeah. be a referral back to, and you might have something shared with you and you might go stop, stop. Wait, wait, wait. If you share with me what I think you're about to share, I just need you to know that I need you to be safe mm-hmm. and you're a minor mm-hmm. and I might, I'm not. And so we've got to tell mom yeah. and dad, yeah. like just before you share anything else, if you share this with me, you're going to have to share it with mom and dad. Well, and be and mindful. Be yeah. And maybe you're listening. Your parents are not believers and they're not a part of it, the church or they do not believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. So just being, being mindful of the listener at, at large, like maybe you yeah. didn't come from a Christian home or maybe you are, and they're trying to navigate all these new things. It's everybody's story is going to look different of how you approach elements of this so question. Good. Right. So or good. Helping. And, and here's what's at stake with caring. Um, this is what Jesus said about kids. And this Mm -hmm. is what's at stake when you have a conversation like this with a minor, it would be better for you to be thrown into the sea with a millstone tied around your neck than to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in. Yikes. Let that sink in. And, uh, don't take my word for it. Luke chapter 17, verse two, this is what Jesus Mm -hmm. said of what's at stake with the faith of the next generation is do not misguide, mm-hmm. do not cause a child to stumble. And so that's where we're really sensitive. That yeah. leads us perfectly. We, we care tremendously. And mm-hmm. then we're sensitive to what you often talk about hurts, hurdles, mm-hmm. hangups, trauma. But when you unpack a heavy topic, a tough topic, this or any, you've got to be sensitive to past triggers, past traumas. Mm -hmm. You got to be sensitive with content or subject matter that you're not going to overshare. And again, it's going to come to the parent's role. And so you can offer prayer. You can be a guide from the side. Um, And then Mm -hmm. the third is stick with scripture. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, not my hot takes, not my opinion. This is what God's word says. That Psalm 119, his word is a light unto our path, Mm -hmm. a lamp unto our feet. And I think of even Psalm 23, he leads us along the right paths. Why? For his namesake, for his glory. Mm -hmm. And I think that you'll never go wrong sticking with scripture. Mm -hmm. You'll never go wrong sticking with scripture. So we care, we're sensitive. We teach truth. Mm -hmm. We, we tether our teaching, anything that I'm going to share, I'm going to speak on behalf of scripture. And, and then you're safe doing that. You don't need to defend yourself when you do that. I think it was C.S. Lewis that compared scripture to a lion. You don't got to defend a lion. Mm-hmm. You let it, that thing roar for itself. And scripture is that way. Yeah. You, you let it speak. And then I love Charles Stanley's quote, obey God, leave the rest of the consequences to him. Mm-hmm. And the, the fourth, the last one is to be a lifelong learner. Mm-hmm. This is one of my core values. I really think it is, isn't it? It, it is. Yes, definitely. And so I want to learn. I want to grow. And this is mind mapping. This is understanding mm-hmm. what uh, Chronicles talks about the men of Issachar. Mm-hmm. They understood the times and they knew what to do. Mm-hmm. So do you know? It's 2023. Do you know about millennials, about Gen Z, that there's alpha generation, that it's just really important to know what the school system is teaching or what Mm -hmm. is popular and trending on TikTok and YouTube. And you know what, we're just really mindful what we let into our home. Mm -hmm. And so all of those things as guides from the side, we care, we're sensitive, we stick with scripture and we're lifelong learners. That's great. So those are just some tactics that you can use when you're coming into a conversation or, or somebody's coming to you with this conversation to know that 
God is going to defend you. God is our defender, no matter what it is. And it's okay to ask these questions. It's okay to tap, tackle tough topics. It's okay to not have all the answers. That's, so I think that's, that's one good. thing Talk that is about that. so freeing as pastors and as leaders or as siblings, as friends is to recognize, number one, I'm not perfect, but I serve a perfect God. Mm-hmm. I'm not a genius. And I'm willing to admit that, you know what? That's an excellent question. I have no idea. That's so helpful. But let's discover this together. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's when Josiah is like a guide from the side is just saying like, oh my gosh. I'm not I've the never, expert. I've never thought of that before. Yeah. I have no idea. Yep. Well, then we seek out wise counsel, mm-hmm. people who are seasoned in life, who are in this field, people who have more wisdom and knowledge mm-hmm. than we do. And we just willingly admit we don't let pride get in the way of somebody's future because we're not willing to admit, you know what? I don't know. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's okay not to know. And I know some cultures, I got to say face or we're Minnesota nice or wherever you've come from around the world and the globe. When you're willing to admit that you are not right and you do not have all the answers, it takes an extreme amount of pressure off of you, off of your words and the character building inside of you to be like, holy I am not perfect. Yep. That's a good place to be yep. as somebody who does not know, willingly yep. admit. And I just want to say you're free of that. Just yeah. you're free not to have and know all the answers. But when we don't know, we do go to scripture. We go to the Bible. We go to the word of God. And he does unpack elements of whatever question you have that you're coming up against. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not worded in a way that we understand in our brain that matches with scripture, but somebody has ask this question and Jesus, anything that you have been up against the trials, the tribulations, the temptation, the testing, whatever it is, elements of Jesus, when he was on this earth in human form, he has been up against, he has encountered, he has delivered, or he has Mm -hmm. experienced whatever it is. Like there are elements of things of this world that we are currently in and up against as a world, as individuals, Mm -hmm. as humans, as a society that scripture goes back to and warns us about. And then anytime there's a warning, there's always a direction to get out of it. Yep. There's always a warning with direction following. So even just challenging that in your mind of like, wow, I'm not perfect. Don't have the answers, but the Bible does. And the Bible will and may come across as something that you did not know it talked about like yeah. exegeting scripture, yeah. reading into scripture yep. in a sec, in a sense of who is the author, yep. who are they writing to, what is the economical state in, are they in war, are they in famine, who's the king, who's the leader? Like when you start asking those questions, even a deeper dive into the word of God, the the word of God is active, alive, and living, meaning that I can read one scripture one day and it hits me and I'm like, oh, duh. And the next time I read it, it's like, oh my gosh, like that's the exact same scripture, but it hit me differently because I'm in a different season, situation, Mm -hmm. or circumstance, but it didn't change its meaning. It's still the active word of God. So just keeping in mind that God is alive. He wants you to thrive and leaning into the messy questions, the things we don't know. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. So I love that you went there of being honest when you don't know. And 
there's been moments as a pastor, spiritual leader, God from the side, where I felt tremendously ill-equipped about a certain topic. Yeah. Um, I love the quote by Erwin McManus, where he says that his college of his college education, he goes, I was prepared for a world that no longer exists. I know that's awesome. He's in that's his sixties. Amazing. I'm in my thirties and I've only been out for, I don't know, 10, 12 years out of college. And I feel the same way. Like the past 10 years, there's just been some tectonic shifts mm-hmm. in our culture that the world is different. The pandemic has happened, et cetera, et cetera. And there's been a few of these topics. I'll give you an example of one in a second, but there's there's been some things where I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't feel like I know enough about X, Y, or Z yeah. to even speak to it because I want to be honest about the things I don't know. And here's been my approach. And it's that fourth part, that that lifelong learner. Yeah, so good. Reading a book or two about a certain subject, especially in the Christian the- theology perspective yeah. on a certain topic or issue. Oh my gosh, some of the questions, it, it's like my friend Trey, he, he goes, are the books that you're reading mm-hmm. answering the questions that you're asking? And in this case, if you're getting mm-hmm. asked some hard questions, tackling tough topics, I don't go and preach a message of my thoughts. Right. I don't go to preach or even do a podcast without preparing, have some idea of where I'm going, what questions are we answering. And so here's a quick example. I learned a few years back about of the transgender people group mm-hmm. that they have the single highest uh, suicide attempts out of any other people group. Mm-hmm. And after gender reassignment surgery, like it, it, it's, it actually even increases. And I learned that through taking a class and reading a book. And then all of a sudden I care and have empathy. And my heart just goes out to people who are hurting, who, mm-hmm. who are dealing, we're all have hurdles, mm-hmm. hurts, hangups. And mm-hmm. then I'm sensitive to those needs. Mm-hmm. And then I stick with scripture and I want to be a lifelong learner. Another quick example is uh, we were pastoring on a college campus mm-hmm. and doubts, deconversion and deconstruction was such a common theme mm-hmm. among young adults that I was like, oh my gosh. Well, I read a few books on doubt. Mm-hmm. I love even what scripture has to say about doubt. Jude, short letter. Mm-hmm. Jude 122 says, lend mercy to the doubter. Right. Oh my gosh. It sounds like care about them. Yeah. Be sensitive of them. Stick with scripture. Be a lifelong learner. I think also when it comes to doubt or deconstruction, there's so much happening in our culture in 2023. Mm-hmm. That's actually what Solomon said in Ecclesiastes is exactly right. There's nothing new under the sun. Mm-hmm. Some of these new current ideas, they were a part of the French revolution, right? They just resurfaced. Exactly. <laughs> History tends to re- re- repeat itself. So I could read about the French revolution, or I could read about mm-hmm. the exodus of the people of God out mm-hmm. of Egypt into Israel. And I'm like, whoa, History tends to repeat itself. And then reading great books, sticking with scripture, that's the be the lifelong learner piece that I just wanted to hit. Yeah. And I would say with if you're listening and you're like, wow, like you guys are lifelong learners, that's great for you, but I'm really not. And I'd say this, just because you read something doesn't make you an expert. Just because we read a book about a topic does not make us experts. What we want to be experts in is learning how to love people for who they are, where they're at, what they're wrestling with, and point them to Jesus. Amen. So if you're like, oh my gosh, I have to read all these books about 
identity and sex and blah, blah, blah. No, you're not going to become an expert, but you do need to become informed. And informed is listening to the person's story of where they're coming from. Informed about the question that they're asking or the topic a little bit will definitely help you navigate those four quadrants, you know, or approaches that Josiah shared. So don't go on Google and all of a sudden you read two scholarly letters and be like, I'm an expert in this now. No, we're not going to be self-proclaimed experts in any field that we are, we're not, but we do need to be informed lifelong learners and not know-it-alls waving it around saying, I know this, this, and this, and just spouting facts because we need to have the heart when the head and the heart connect, you may have all the head knowledge of mm-hmm. what you're studying. And maybe you're a psychologist and you're like, Micah, just zip it, you know, whatever you're studying me, you're psychoanalyzing me, you're doing whatever. Just if the head and heart can connect when you meet with people, it makes you, it, it creates an opportunity for you to extend grace extend mercy, empathy, and just understand where they're coming from. So you become more personable and more of a window of opportunity for them to feel safe and create those conversations that they're wrestling with. You're smiling. Why are you smiling about? I'm smiling because what you're saying is so good. And doesn't this four-part framework of caring, being sensitive, sticking with scripture and be a lifelong learner, admit that when you don't have all the answers, doesn't that feel tremendously different than show up and have an argument, prove your point, retweet something, walk away with and the then, and then regurgitate something that you heard secondhand and adopt right. it as your own opinion and be emotionally charged in the process. Doesn't one feel more Christ-like than the other? We want to de-escalate any question that may be ramped up in society, exactly. right? And it's yep. just like, hey, and here's the thing, even if you don't know, how do we become better learners? We start asking better questions. Yep. And it's not, they're not hurtful questions. They're not digging questions. They're like, help me understand, fill in the blank. Yeah. And it's through somebody's experiences that we can learn some of those elements of what we're trying to impact today. So if you are wrestling or you have any more questions, we would love to hear from you. We'd love to unpack some of your questions that you're wrestling with as you are young adulting, or maybe you're extreme adulting today. And you can do that by connecting with us. Again, this is Mike and Josiah with the FYI podcast. Hope you have an awesome Friday.